down to the rapture and we want you uh, to know there will be a sixth and a seventh so please tune in also on Thursday 6.30 and you will be tremendously blessed. You also need to know uh, the information comes thick and fast to you so please make notes here and there but you have to listen to this broadcast often two, three, at least four times each one of them to get fully uh, what everything that was said. You also need to know I am a principal of our own Bible school, uh, Friends of Daniel Bible Institute, and uh, therefore I am not a fly-by-night, but I am 49 years safe and over 35 years in the ministry and have studied the word hard and check. Uh, whether it's people that don't agree with what I'm teaching, but I've seriously considered whether it's mid-tribulation rapture, post-tribulation rapture. <clears throat> I've studied these guys that are anti-rapture, studied people, and even spoke to one of the strongest leaders, uh, uh, anti-rapture. And also I've studied also kingdom theology, people that believe in replacement theology, people that believe God is finished with the Jews. We are the Jews, the church. Now shame on them, which is very anti-Semitism and also satanic-driven. Uh, and the Apostle Paul warned us against that kind of spirit, and it is rife today in the church, this arrogance from the Gentile people, uh, uh, Gentile means all non-Jewish -Jew people. We all are Gentiles. 
um, but we thank God and I'll show you tonight uh, uh, what our theme is tonight. Our theme tonight is signs that we see in the 45th President of the United States of America. And then also secondly, I'll show you uh, where 9-11 is in the Bible. You know what happened on the 11th of September 2001. The turn of this century, God was giving us a wow moment, a shocking moment to tell you that we are moving fast now to the end of times and to the rapture. Few even have taken fully note of 9-11, but I'll show you in the scripture clearly where that is. And also I'll show you clearly where Donald Trump is in the scripture. Wow, what a shock. <laughs> it's all in the scripture. And lastly, tonight, if time allows us, uh, uh, I'll say with you, the times of the Gentiles is nearly up. It's nearly finished. And God, then after the times of the Gentiles, will return back to the Jews. Can I whet your appetite by, before I pray just by saying to you that, you know, Jesus, just the two times that the times of the Gentiles, there's only two places in Scripture where Jesus stood up while he's in heaven, while he got up from where he's seated. And it is very significant when he got up. The first time was in Acts chapter uh, 8, where Stephen, the first Martha, shed his blood. And you know under whose hands he shed his blood. It was under the Jews. They stoned him, and that sealed nearly the Jews in their blindness. Because before that, and you'll find out that Stephen prayed nearly the same prayer that Jesus prayed on the cross. And uh, he said, Father, don't reckon this sin to their account. Stephen prayed. And that was uh, 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 the similar type of prayer that Jesus prayed. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. That was a prayer of Jesus on the cross that was answered by God because the Jews, Jews actually sealed their doom when they crucified their Messiah and when they rejected the king and he left the earth with the kingdom. Many in the Bible people today even are saying God is finished with the church. It's now the time of the kingdom because Jesus spoke mostly of the kingdom. They have a wrong conception because when Jesus came to the earth, he came for the Jews with the kingdom. Therefore, there's two times where you find these scriptures, which is very difficult for us as, Jew, as Gentiles to understand, where Jesus said to his disciples, go to the lost sheep of Israel. Don't go to the Gentiles. Okay, remember that. Then another time when uh, a, a Gentile woman came and asked Jesus to help his her daughter that was terribly sick. So Jesus said, I cannot give to you 
the bread of the children of the kingdom. So she said, but Lord, the, 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 the dogs eat at least the crumbs that falls from the table. And Jesus said, great is thy faith, because Jesus said before that to her, I cannot give the bread to dogs. Because you see, we as Gentiles, dogs means we are brazen in our sins. We are open with our filth and our dirt. You understand? We are shameless. So Jesus said, I cannot give the bread to the dogs. At that time, many of us get offended when we hear and heard Jesus speak like that. But it was because he came with the kingdom to the Jews. And they re after they rejected him, you'll find out in Matthew chapter 13 that there are seven mysteries of the kingdom in Matthew chapter 13. So the kingdom, after they rejected the king, the kingdom is here, but in a mysterious form. Seven mystical ways it is here. And now today, the guys with the kingdom theology want to brush the church aside, want to say they are Jews, and they've got a complete misunderstanding of what the church is. Because the church at that time when Christ was on the earth was a mystery. It was hidden inside of him. Only two places he spoke of the church. He said, upon this rock I shall build. In other words, while he was on the earth, he was not building his church. He was saying in the future, I'm going to build my church. Second time, Matthew chapter 18 First time was Matthew 16. Second time he said interpersonal relationship in his church will be very important. If you have sin against your brother, you don't want to listen to you. Take two with, don't want to listen to you, then bring him before the church. And the church's authority in Matthew 16 and 18 is what the church bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Heaven waits for the church to act today, not we waiting on God. The bride, the Bible says, has made herself ready. Hallelujah. So I'm saying to you that then Jesus prayed on the cross, Father, forgive them. And you know, God answered that prayer because their doom, Israel's doom was already sealed. But for many years, the Lord gave the Jews even first option to accept the gospel and come into the church when he started his church after he left the earth. He gave them first option. That's why this scripture will be clear to you. Romans 8, 1 verse 16 where it says, To the Jew first. And then to the Greek. In other words, God gave them first option. Even Peter and them did not understand when the church started in Acts chapter 2 on Pentecost. They did not understand that the Gentiles can get saved because they thought uh, the church is only for the Jews. And, but the Lord willingly kept the revelation away from them so that God could answer the prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ first to the Jew. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Amen. So even now, I'll show you later in our study that the Lord, I tell you, we are already in the, in the, 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 the seal of the sixth day. In other words, the sixth day is finished. In other words, we are living in borrowed time now. And God on 9-11 announced loud and clear that the clock is ticking down to zero where the church will be leaving the earth. But God in his mercy still wants souls to get saved. Isn't it beautiful? Amen. So Jesus, when the Jews stoned him, would the apostle still blind the apostle that was called to the Gentiles? Apostle Paul, at that time he was Saul, a young man. In fact, the Bible says they put down the cl their clothes, those who were stoning Stephen, they put down their clothes at the feet of a young man with the name of Saul. Because he gave hearty approval and then he went out full force to destroy Christianity, to destroy this new kind of sect and, and split away from Christianity. Jesus had to open the heavens to speak to him and to say, you are persecuting me. And he asked two very important questions that every Christian must ask actually for himself. Number one, he asked, who are you speaking to me? Number two, he said, what do you want me to do for you? Amen. Every born again Christian must find out who is Jesus Christ in fullness and glory. And secondly, what Lord do you want me to do for you? When I came to the Lord uh, at the age of 16, I'm 64 years old. I asked myself those two questions and I know exactly that I have been called to do this, what I'm doing now to the glory of God. Hallelujah. The second time he got up from the throne, do you know what? That is in Revelations chapter 5. Between Acts chapter 8 and Revelations chapter 5 is the time of the church. Wow. Because after he got up to welcome Stephen, the first Martha, into heaven, the Bible will tell you in chapter 9, the apostle to the Gentiles came to the Lord, the apostle Paul. Chapter 9 of Acts, Peter went for the first time to Gentiles. God had to reveal him. When he was on the, on the roof praying while the others were busy making food, God had to tell him, Peter, I'm saving Gentiles now. In the sheet, Peter saw in this vision, it was not a vision, it was a trance. A trance means I am awake and I am uh, also uh, between two worlds. And in that sheet was stuff that Peter says, I don't eat this because Jews don't associate with Gentiles. I believe in that sheet was Vienna's, was bacon, 
and was uh, Gentile foot. What a sock. Okay. Amen. And, and maybe some hot dogs too. <laughs> Praise God. But in, while Peter was thinking, what is this? Then he heard, they called him. They said, there are Gentile people here. A man by the name of Cornelius had a vision about you. And that you came and, and came to preach to him. And then Peter went based on the vision he had. Amen. And then he was shocked with six of the Jewish brothers that went with him. That they came to the Lord, the Gentiles. Because, the, because God did not wait for Peter to stop with his sermon. Because he knew Peter would have just closed and moved maybe. But he interrupted his preaching. While Cornelius and them started to speak in tongues. Wow. And then Peter says, brethren, those who came with him, we cannot prevent them from being baptized because they receive the Holy Spirit just like we have. And they baptize him. If you read in Acts chapter 11, you'll find out James and the church council in Jerusalem call Peter to task and tell him, what did you go to Gentiles for? And after Peter spoke to them, everything how the Lord showed him that he must not reckon unclean that which God calls clean. So they settled and said, oh, Peter, then God is saving Gentiles too. The thing became such a big problem because uh, the, the Jews in, that saved in Jerusalem, they still want the Gentiles to be circumcised and abstaining from eating certain things. In Acts 15, they had to call a council. And Peter and Barnabas, it was preaching among the Gentiles. They were there in Acts chapter 15. Uh, the church today also need an Acts chapter 15 summit to sort out doctrine. Wow. And the Bible said, there they conclude, oh, then God is saving Gentiles. And this was what the revelation that James, the brother of our Lord Jesus, received in Acts chapter 15. He said, God is now busy to save a people for himself, for the Lord Jesus, out of the Gentiles. Not nations, not nations, out of the Gentiles. He's saving now. One day, he will, we cannot put this world right. The church is blind to think we can put this world right with this kingdom theology, this hyper-extreme dominion teaching. Man, we cannot put... Jesus will come and put it right himself. Now, we must save people out of the nations. And the nations after the rapture that has been good to the Jews, they will stand before the, the throne of Christ's glory when he comes back the second time. And the Bible says he will separate them from goats and, from, and uh, goats from the sheep nations. We must pray that South Africa become a sheep nation. At this moment we are a goat nation. We are anti-Semitic. We are anti-Jews. And even those uh, archbishops are leading this anti-Semitism. Because of being under the influence of Satan. And being blind in their understanding. Mercy. Amen. And then before I pray, amen. Do you see? My heart is full. Amen. 
And then in Revelations 5, when Jesus, after Revelations 2 and 3, you don't hear any more of the church because those seven churches describe to us the way of the church right through the church ages. Wow. Therefore, we continue in our teaching the countdown to the rapture. I'll give you in the future a brief understanding of the seven churches and where we are right now and what church to be in, what kind of, and that is a movement. Praise God. The other churches are systems, but the one that pleased the Lord is a movement. Hallelujah. Not a monument, but a movement. You need to strive to get into the river of God and not in a pool. Many Christians are in a pool. And I share with you so that you can understand it's the countdown to the rapture. It's no more time for us to uh, uh, scratch each other's back. Being nice with one another. Listen, I'm speaking to you as a watchman. Watchman, how far is the night? That's our key scripture. Isaiah 21 verse 11 to verse 12. Watchman. A watchman is guarding the flock against wolves and false doctrines and teaching. God has called me with thousands and thousands of other men of God as a watchman to the glory of God. Hallelujah. To, 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 to look out for wolves, to look out for yeast, leaven, false teaching and put it aside. My God. So after the seven churches, the church in John, in Revelation chapter 4, John as a type of the Lord Jesus of the church caught up into the heavens. Because Jesus said to Peter. If I want John to remain until I come. He was a, he was a symbol of the church. Just like Thomas is a type of, the, of the, the, the Jews. That will only believe after they felt the wounds in his hands. Thomas says I won't believe. Until I feel the, the doubting Thomas. And Zechariah said at the second coming of the Lord Jesus. The Jews will ask. But where did you get Zechariah? Where did you get these wounds? That's in your hands. And the Bible says at the second coming. In Revelations 1. When it comes every eye shall see him. Even those who pierced him. They will see him. Wow, do you see the scriptures? Therefore, anyone who wants to preach and teach and equip God's people, the Bible says you must study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that don't need to be ashamed. Many are going to be ashamed that is working for the Lord today because they don't study to show themselves approved. And maybe to the Bible school, maybe to its other approved, but not unto God approved. But what is your approval? Rightly dividing the word of truth, not handling the King James Version is true to the Greek, 
which the original language of the Bible, New Testament is, the Greek says, cutting in a straight line the word of truth. What does that mean, Edgar? It means don't cut into the church what the Bible says of the Jews and bring it into the church. Therefore, today you find out people have the Lord's Supper. They have fruit on the Holy Communion table because Jews had it. They had four cups and all of that. Listen, my brothers and sisters. These were the things the Apostle Paul were persecuted because he didn't anymore uphold Jewish customs. And today we want to bring and we want to honor even those who are Jews, Messianic Jews. They are coming out of their blindness. Don't let them tell us what to do. Hey, they will persecute even the Apostle Paul. What a shock. What a shock. Cutting in a straight line. We cannot go roll around in S. We cannot keep the, the Sabbath. We cannot do that like the seven-day Adventists because of that kind of misunderstanding. They feel nobody's scriptural. The Bible speaks of the Sabbath and the Bible don't speak of Sunday. We're, we're, they're wrong, completely wrong. Because Sunday is called the first day of the week in the Bible. It's the day that Christ was resurrected from the dead. And that's the day that we must keep to the glory of God. Amen. Amen. And then after the seven churches, the church is gone of the earth. And then John was crying when he was in heaven because no one could open the seals. And in the scroll was the future of what will happen in the earth. Because after the seven seals come the seven trumpets. And then the seven plagues. Wow. But it was all hidden. In other words, the Bible was like a book that had a start, but not a close. No one knew what the future will be. And John was crying. Then they said, don't cry anymore, John. We see the lion out of the tribe of Judah. Don't spiritualize these things. Out of the tribe of Judah. It means the rapture is finished. After the seven churches. Now and then when he looked. He saw a lamb. Standing. Freshly slain. As if freshly slain. Can I tell you. The church time upon the earth. Is the lamb of God. He comes in grace. He comes in mercy. But after the church is gone. He will be the lion out of the tribe of Judah. That everyone will want to run away from him. But he, when he got up. It means now. The time of the Gentiles is over. And the time of the church is over. It's now the lion out of the tribe of Judah. Let's pray. Father bless our study further tonight. In the name of our Lord Jesus, guide me and lead me to be slow and to be also precise. And help us to have clarity of understanding. 
and a teachable heart in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. To your glory, Maranatha Jesus, we long for you. We look forward to your coming. Help us to prepare your bride and help us to become a militant church that will bring in the great harvest of souls and demonstrate to the world that you are truly who you said you are. And then you will come as the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings and the Judge of all Judges, the President of all Presidents. We love you. We praise you. We adore you, Lord Jesus. Come, my Savior. Hallelujah. I'm teaching you tonight now. Donald Trump as a sign. Are you blessed? Amen. Amen. Just look in Isaiah 45. Hallelujah. Just look in Isaiah. Or let me first read you this scripture, which is very important. Keep your finger in Isaiah 45. I'm reading for you 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51 and verse 52, and then verse 58. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Praise God. Amen. And let me say from the outset, this trumpet that we're going to read about now are not the seven trumpets in Revelations. Because in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, you will see the Lord himself is blowing this trumpet. If you have a, a, a virgin bride waiting for you, you don't send a delegation or you don't send a representative. You come yourself. To come and fetch her. Jesus at the rapture. Is coming himself. To fetch the church. The word rapture is not in the Bible. But the word means caught up. To be. To, to, to snatch away from trouble. It's like a dad. That see here comes a double digger bus. And his child is. Not seeing and crossing the road. And he runs over. And snatches the child. Out of harm's way. That's the rapture. Hallelujah. Nothing will. God's wrath. Will not be poured out upon this earth. Unless his children. The bride of our Lord Jesus. Is snatched out of the way. Even Lot will be. Lot is a type. Where the Lord said to Lot. You need to get out of this place. Because we can do nothing. While you are here. But Lot's, Lot that. About four daughters, two of them were married, but they were worldly. Just like many Christians and in many churches, people that you think are born again are not born again. They are like Lot's other children. When Lot told his son-in-laws, they were not even saved. When Lot told them we need to move, they laughed at him. They mocked him. And they stayed behind the two daughters with their uh, 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 with Lot's son-in-laws and the two virgin daughters went with him and even Sister Lottie. Those who play Lotto, I don't know if that's Sister Lottie, but Sister Lottie tried to win the Lotto and uh, Sister Lottie, uh, even as they were running away, uh, they, she turned around to look maybe at the furniture, a big building, the cars, the suits and also the clothing and the money, and the Bible said, she turned into a pillar of salt. 
What does that mean for us as Christians? As I'm going to read to you verse 58 of 1 Corinthians chapter 5. It means we ought to be pillars for God in the world. A pillar means you take responsibility for God's work. Hallelujah. Amen. And you are salt to the glory of God. Don't let when Jesus come that you turn into a pillar of salt. But there will be many who are so-called believers who are not truly born again, that give a lot of trouble in the church, that are stubborn, that are like dogs and pigs, as Jesus said. Don't throw your pearls to them. We as pastors need to find out. Therefore, we need to preach the true gospel of repentance, that people must turn from their idols. They must turn from their sin. They must accept Jesus as Lord because Jesus is no one's savior unless he is your Lord. So many are in the church that think Jesus is their savior, but they reject him as Lord. Therefore, he says in Matthew 7, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we do and this and that in your name? Because I tell you, Jesus said in Matthew 7, you will know them by their gifts. No, you will know them by their fruit. Many people are even having gifts, but that's not how you will know if you are a child of God. It's by your fruit. And in Matthew chapter 7, he will tell you what the fruit is. It's not he who say, Lord, Lord, but it's he. Here's the, here's the fruit. Who does the will of God. Even in Matthew chapter 7, after that, uh, he, he said, there are two men that built a, a house, and each house looked the same, but the one who built on the rock, he heard Jesus teaching and preaching, and he did it. But the other one only heard, but never execute what was taught. There are many in the church that are as stubborn and rebellious as anything. The teaching does not do them much good. And Jesus said many will even turn around to their own vomit and to wallow in their mire. Therefore we get so-called backsliders. It's not a backslider. They were never born again. But they cause trouble in the church and bring division and trouble because pastors, evangelists don't preach. They lower the Lord's standard. Jesus even, when a rich young ruler, a man with a lot of money came to him, as Bishop Dag, my spiritual father, says, uh, Peter and the others might have thought, Lord, here's a rich man coming. Now, Lord, don't mess it up because uh, our salary will be better. Uh, we can do the buildings and the stuff that we want. Get the cars. Jesus, please don't mess it up. Jesus, mess it up big time by preaching to the rich young ruler. Repentance. Although he loved his father, he said, Lord, I keep those commandments from my youth. But he realized, what must I do to inherit eternal life? You cannot just eternal life came at a great price. So it's not cheap. And the Bible said, the Lord said, your, your riches is a big problem. You know what? He was offended and he walked away 
Do you think Jesus pleaded with him, say, oh, leave that, come, come, come with? No, the Lord never comes down from his requirements. Wow, you must be born again. Hallelujah. Because once you're born again, you are like a sheep. You follow the shepherd. My Lord, where am I going? I'm preaching to you the countdown to the rapture. Wow. Verse 51. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. This was a mystery. Let me tell you what is a mystery. It means this was not revealed in the Old Testament. There's maybe a shadow, as I told you, of this. And the shadow is in, in Enoch. And Enoch left the earth before the flood of Moses, of, of, of Noah. Wow. And the flood of Noah is a type of the great tribulation. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter, 12, or chapter 11, by faith Enoch has been caught up because he pleased God. By faith means he heard and he obeyed. Faith only comes by hearing the word of God and you adjust your life according to the word of God. There are many even who hear now. They won't. They will know and acknowledge. But they won't do. Jesus said the man that built on sand, he heard but he didn't do. But he looked just like a believer. And not if when persecution come and floods come, he fell. He's gone. He's, he's not anymore there. Wow. But if you're truly born again, you persist. Because this life of God in you is stronger than even your carnal nature. Wow, it's a powerful life. It's resurrected life. It is Jesus inside of you. Therefore, my brother and sister, please listen to what I'm teaching to you. Because I preach and I teach. And I will say, what is more horrible and worse? Or as our colored people would say, worse. What a shock. Amen. What is more worse than to go to hell? What do you think? There is something. More worse than to go to hell. Do you know? You want to know what it is? It's to have been under the impression that I'm going to heaven and I end up in hell. Therefore, Paul says, Cursed are those who preach a false gospel. Hey, Galatians chapter 1, we must not preach greasy grace and preach the gospel without the cross. People, the cross is offensive. The cross is a stumbling block. Therefore, we lower the standard to get more uh, uh, people into the church. Paul says, cursed are those who preach. People will curse you in hell because you preach a false gospel. And Galatians 1, it was such a shocking statement that he had to repeat it because he th others might thought maybe it was a slip of thought of Paul. Paul says, again, I say to you, cursed is he that preached to you another gospel. 
therefore you might not like me. The proof that I'm a servant of God is when your flesh stands up. It's when the world turns against us. Therefore you find out many in the ministry hardly have persecution. Hardly have animosity of people and families that say I don't want my child to serve God there. Because of a false watered down gospel. Wow, I don't want people to be in hell and one day curse me. I always think of <laughs> the rich young man, the rich man in hell. He said he had five brothers. I wonder who are that. I hope it's not fivefold ministers. He says, I have five brothers. Please go warn them because even, don't let me go there. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, they are false prophets. They are wolves in sheep's clothes. In other words, outward they look like sheep, but they are ravenous wolves that are leading God. Mercy, please pray that God open our eyes. And then Paul says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Do you see that? The rapture, I repeat, it's a twinkling of an eye. The second coming is where every eye shall see them. Let me tell you this too. In, in our country, the church is not in a good state. Even ministers won't honor one another. Hey, we'll, and we'll just listen to preaching just to get notes. Hey, I listened to a great man of God, Rodney Howard Brown, lashing out against people that just come around for notes and then critics and then say things because they don't have the context of things and all of that. I said, preach, man of God. Preach, man of God. Hallelujah. Hey, people will even share what, what I'm preaching and talk, but they won't even quote and say, listen, I thank God for, you will hear me quoting my fathers. Wow, this book, Come Lord Jesus, is by Watchman Nee. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You'll find it, I'll quote Bishop Dag Ewart Mills, great mighty man of God. You'll find it, I'll quote Derek Prince, Powerful, powerful teacher. Kenneth Hagen, mighty. I don't know what other prophet was there so mighty. Even went to hell, went into heaven. When his sister died, he, he, he went to heaven and his sister said, Kenneth, I know you upset that I didn't call you to pray for me. But I knew if you pray for me. God will heal me and I will stay longer on the earth. But I wanted to be with my Jesus. So Kenneth said, then it's okay. Wow, what a servant of God. What great men of God are these? Even he prayed one night for his Sunday school superintendent lying on his dead bed in hospital. Kenneth Hagen preached right, pray right through the night. Didn't leave him. Hey, and then when, he, when, he, when the man came by, he said, Pastor, I've been in heaven. But Jesus kept on telling me I must go back. I said to him, no, I want to stay here. He said, but your pastor, 
Your pastor is praying. He said he needs you. So I need to send you back. Where is those caliber of men? I tell you those mantles are now here to be picked up. T.L. Osborne, Oral Roberts. Hey, great Kenneth Hagen. Great mighty men of God. Where are those caliber of men that can stand in the face of persecution? Hey, Reinhard Bonker. Wow, God. Billy Graham. The Lord raised them up. No, the church will shoot its own men. Man, even a great evangelist that fell in, uh, into one or two things in America, the church will shoot you down. You will never rise again. Man, I preached years ago that we need to have compassion and love for God's POWs. Prisoners of war. In the world, if you are a prisoner of war of your country, you come back as a hero. They will, they will honor you. Even you kept some secrets while you were in prison. But the church will shoot down itself. I told you, one sinner said to me, Edgar, we as a people, there's only one place we can stand together. And that's on a photo or on a picture. I see it all the time around me. If you have money, then we will make room for you. If you have, hey, man, my God, help us. I'm preaching. I speak to you as a watchman. So verse 52 says, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the second coming, every eye will see. When he says here, verse 52, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed. At the rapture, only the dead in Christ Jesus will rise, not the sinners, only the dead in Christ Jesus will arise and we will all be changed. In a twinkle. What's a twinkle? It's very quick. It's suddenly. Just as this coronavirus came around. Suddenly. It will be more suddenly than that. Verse 58. Therefore my beloved. This is what I will. Uh, I need to go on. This is. Therefore my beloved brethren. Be steadfast. Immovable. Always overflowing. Abounding. In the work of the Lord. My brother and sister. Your certificates. Your degrees. Uh, it won't have any weight. Before the judgment seat of Christ. All seven churches. Or five of them. Jesus said. I know your works. Not I know your degrees. I know how much money you have. That you have three story house. I know what car you're driving. I know what kind of, 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 of uh, suits you are wearing. It's your work. That makes the playing field level. My brother and sister. It's not even in your degrees. Don't get me wrong. Uh, 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 education is important. Moses was educated in the best university of that time, Egypt. Uh, Paul was a very great learned man. But man, Paul says, I don't come to you with persuasive words of man's wisdom or eloquence. He said, I'm a man on the cross. I come in fear and trembling. Wow, what a servant. Because God has got no glory in your flesh. The Bible tells you eating of the knowledge of good and evil brings death. 
There's a good side of the tree too. That's your degrees. But it cannot save sinners. It cannot drive out devils. It cannot break curses. It cannot change lives around. It is the tree of life. Jesus Christ. The tree of life. That tree is the cross. My brothers, the cross. We need to be crucified. There in his wisdom. There in his power. There in his revelation. My God. God has raised me up for a time such as this. To the glory of God with many, many other hundreds and thousands of men like this. To the, it's now this thing of this virus has woken us up. And say, I cannot keep quiet anymore. Let the chips fall where it must fall. Let those get upset who want to go on and don't ever. Listen, if your heart is pure. I've even watched my father, Bishop Dad. I came to the same sources. I came to the same people that could bring me revelation than my father, Bishop Dag. Wow, man, I was so astonished to see, my Lord, if your heart is pure. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. If you have other things in your heart, your heart is on money, make a name for yourself. You are lovers of self. This is the sign of the last days. Second uh, Timothy chapter 3. Please write it down. Amen. Lovers of self. Lovers of money. Lovers of pleasure. Lovers of weak. Godliness. You know what Paul says? Avoid such people. Why does he say avoid such people? Because he says, You cannot help them. And then he says, They will cause the church to have difficult times. Second Timothy chapter 3. Please go read it. It's, he says, In the last days, perilous times, says the King James Version. You ignore what I'm preaching at your own peril. Wow. You know what is peril? Struggling times. Do you feel the struggle? Do you feel the fight? Do you feel you are up against it? If you don't feel it, you are not in the race. Ah, because verse 12 he says, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Don't worry, we'll conclude tonight just on Donald Trump to show you. I got a bit, a few minutes, 15 more minutes I want to share. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Are you hungry? Are you hungry? You must come hungry. As the spur says, come hungry. There are people that even get upset when you preach over an uh, hour or so. It's because they don't have any appetite. They just after uh, accumulating knowledge and notes and all of that. No real hunger. My God, the Bible says, Psalm, I'll get where I go to. I preach and teach prophetically. Psalm 23, if Jesus is your Lord, then he will be your shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And those who are under his lordship, he will make them lie down. 
not be restless. He will make them lie down in green. Most of these people that are even in ministry, they complain about half an hour of preaching. Some places 20 minutes of preaching, but they will give more time for the offering, more time for praise and worship. More time for other things. No, don't have time. They say, how can we have the Lord's Supper every Lord's Day? No, because they have their own agenda. Jesus don't have his rightful place in the church. And don't go change as I'm preaching. You need to have the substance. You need to have the reality of what I'm teaching to you. Hallelujah. Because I'm in many meetings even apostolic meetings where we break bread is just a routine. There's no, oh my God, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. It's just quick and let's get done with us. To be apostolic. My Lord. Let me pray and then I go further. Father, have mercy and grace upon myself and on your church. Help us to wake up. Lord, forgive me if it seems I'm too hard. But Lord, I'm concerned about your interest. Let the word penetrate. Let the word change us. Why do we love sleep when time is so short? Why are we so in love with ourselves when we need to deny ourselves? Why are we running after money where he says your father will provide for you? Why are we so happy in dead Christianity? Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Father, stand up for the name of your son. So, Father, help us. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. The name of Jesus. Give me 50 more minutes. Hallelujah. You know when you untrack. Verse 12 of 2 Timothy chapter 3 will tell you. He says all who are godly will be persecuted. I am reversing that verse around. If you are not persecuted. You are not really godly. You are not really godly. Hey, I fight my own flesh. When it's time to pray, I fight my flesh. Pray, seek the face of God. And my flesh is so used to that it don't get its voice. Man, if your flesh is under and you are full of the Holy Spirit, can I tell you? It's Romans chapter 8. Where it says, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Has set me free from this nature, the law of sin and death. In this nature, there's only sin and death. Then Paul in Romans 8 described the man that's, whose mind is set on the flesh is dead. It brings forth death. And he says those in the flesh cannot please God. Two kinds of people that cannot please God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. What is faith? Obeying the word of God. Without faith, and those who are in the flesh cannot please God. 
John G. Lake, mighty man of God. Lord, release his mantle in the name of Jesus. Oh, let it touch me too in the name of Jesus to the glory of God. Hallelujah. When a virus, bubonic virus was here in South Africa, people were dying like flies. When doctors saw his fearlessness, they put, he says, put the virus on my hand and the life of Christ Jesus in him killed the germ. They were shocked. And a great man of God in America said, when this COVID-19, he says, he saw in a vision, God says, now the mantle of John T. Lake is available for those who are prepared to intercede and pay the price for it and take it to the ends of the world. Lord, have mercy on me to be one of them. In the name of Jesus. But let me tell you what it means to live in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. I'm ministering more tonight to the glory of God. Hallelujah. But it's very important for you to hear. And I'm going to close with with, with the 45th president of the United States. I have to leave you with some awe that you say, wow, what a shock. Amen. But you know the law of gravity. There's a certain area if you go up into the into the sky that you hit a place where the law of gravity don't anymore work. Then you've moved into space where you float. Do you know that? Now that law where the law of gravity stops, the law of gravity is like the law of sin and death, the flesh. Once you break through out of the flesh, you find out you're in space. Spiritual things are easy. It's your delight. You float. Those who don't have appetite for God's word, those who cannot and preach here a sermon, and those, they are struggling with the law of sin and death. That's the carnal church. Man. But Romans 8 is written to life in the spirit. Wow. Life in the spirit. And there it says, I think in verse 11, that the same life, that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will quicken your mortal bodies. It gives energy to your mortal bodies. You will look far younger than your natural biological age. Hallelujah. Let me go to Donald Trump. Isaiah chapter 45. Are you there? Hallelujah. Praise God. Ten more minutes. I'm reading from verse 1. And listen to me. Many great men of God in the United States of America will tell you this is the God-given truth. Because Donald Trump is the 45th president of the United States. I'm reading to you Isaiah 45, 45th chapter of Isaiah 45. Amen, 45th chapter of Isaiah. President Donald Trump, unbeliever or what? Crooked here and there. Maybe pride, 
might be arrogance, look very bully and naughty at times. But God says, I've raised him up for a time such as this. Why? Because the, the, the Jews even call him a Cyrus. Because Cyrus, after Daniel's prayer, they returned back to Jerusalem and under the command of Cyrus. And Cyrus was a Persian, Iranian today, king. And he said, go back and build God's temple. And this president is the only one of out of all the presidents of the United States. It's the 45th one. He said to the Jews, Jerusalem, the capital Jerusalem, it's all yours. People, other presidents were scared because they thought it will break out a war. But he had the guts to do that, just like Cyrus in the Old Testament. And Cyrus in the Old Testament uh, uh, honored the Jews by allowing them and even supplying material. You know what Donald Trump did? He moved the embassy of the United States of America from Tel Aviv in Israel to Jerusalem. That upset the Gentile world, the United Nations, the people felt, is this man crazy? Is there something wrong with him? But Donald Trump's in his blood, if you follow Come, his grandparents coming from Scotland. There's an island where a mighty revival broke out. Two old ladies of his family were intercessors there. And, and when his, his mom uh, moved from Scotland to America, man, they sent her the Bible that they were praying over for this revival in the, this island, Scotland. That Bible today is on the desk of Donald Trump in the White House. That Bible, to the glory of God, influence attacked by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. I'm giving you first a little bit of, 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 of what is happening, and then I'll read it, and you will be shocked as I'm reading it. I've got about seven more minutes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Even after Donald Trump gave the Jews the, eter the, 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 the city the, and, and Jerusalem is the capital. It's the, it's the apple of the eye of our Lord. The apple of his eye. Even the name Jerusalem, therefore I've got this book there. In 2015, me and my wife went to Jerusalem, to Israel. Man, 20. 2014, to the glory of God. And when I set my foot there, I started to cry. And there was a lady, I tell you, uh, what, what presence of God. But it's for those who are spiritual. It's not for everybody. Those who are just carnal and, God, and know the Bible historically. We had a lady that was, a, I didn't know her. I don't know her. I didn't knew her at that time. From above soap, she was a chain smoker but born again. For years he struggled to get rid of the smoking. The next day of the first night after we slept there in, in a hotel in Jerusalem, she came down with the lift. She was crying, crying. 
We asked, what is wrong? She said, I've lost the taste for smoking. I've been struggling for years. The next day, she was again crying. She said, she cannot believe it is gone. What a presence. Wow. And there in Jerusalem, the name, you see in the middle, USA. That means United States of America. Do you see it in the middle? Uh, you might think that is just coincidence. It is signs of the last days. And this president, the 45th one, after he gave them and tell the world that Jerusalem in totality is the capital of Israel, the Jewish people. They uh, 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 made a coin in memory of Donald Trump. And you know what? And you can go and research it. And the coin is the one side, the head of Donald Trump, and on the other side, Cyrus the name. Because they said last time somebody did this for us. It was Cyrus. And you know what the Cyrus means? A wall. W-A-L-L, -L, wall. And while Donald Trump is there, it's like a wall that, that Nehemiah prayed for, Lord, raise up a wall. The world, you know what the Arab world call uh, America? The big Satan. And they call Israel the little Satan. In other words, if we can get the big Satan out of the way, we can then attack the little Satan. Because America pours millions and millions of dollars every year into and will defend Israel to the last drop of blood. This present America. Wow. America has its sins, has its sword coming. But because of their heart for Israel and because of them sending through the years many missionaries, great mighty men of God over the world, God bless America. And every president at the end of every speech will say, God bless America. It's an America that you will see the president on a Sunday goes with his Bible to church. What a blessing. What a blessing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But the devil is attacking this wall. Donald Trump like anything. Don't worry. I'll read now the verse of scripture and then we'll close. Listen the reason. The world, the devil, want, the antichrist spirit wants this president out of the way. Out of the way. Get the wall out of the way. I tell you, the others that will follow, this is the window of opportunity. This is, even in South Africa, our chief justice that served the Lord. Now the other day on Freedom Day, he spoke for 15 minutes on television Saying boldly, I'm a born-again Christian. I am here appointed by Jesus Christ. Even our present president with, uh, uh, that does a sterling job when it comes to the lockdown. Let's pray for them in the name of Jesus. He is the only one, even not Mandela and others, have closed their, their speeches and their talks to the nations with the word. To the nation of South Africa, God bless South Africa. It's windows of opportunity for us to preach Christ boldly to the glory 
of our God. Let me read to you the Cyrus in Isaiah 45. I'm reading. Thus says the Lord to Cyrus his anointed. Remember, I'm speaking of Donald Trump now. And even you'll find out here that the surname, God says, I called you by your surname. I gave you even a title. Hey, what a shock. I'm reading now and I've got five more minutes. Thus says the Lord to Cyrus is anointed, whom I have taken by the right hand to subdue nations before him and to lose the loins of kings, to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. Do you know? Even this president had the guts to take out one Iranian general by the name of Solomon or something like that. Others would have never done that. They too scared. Hey, because those men planned evil against God's people. Verse 2. I will go before you and make the rough places smooth. I will set the doors of bronze and cut through iron bars. And I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden wealth of secret places in order that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who called you by your name. This president is not there for money. He's stinking wealthy rich. Got aeroplanes and hotels, many places. It's not there for money. The Lord says, I gave you hidden. Most treasures are in darkness. Wow. Look at this for. For the sake of Jacob, my servant. Don't You cannot spiritualize that. Jacob is the Jews. Wow. Because of Jacob, my servant. And Israel, my chosen one. God says, I know that my people are like Jacob's supplanted maybe they've got lots of mistakes but i call them israel hallelujah and israel my chosen one i've also called you by your name do you see that i've given you a title of honor do you know what the king james version says i gave you a surname of honor the king james version said it what is the name trump and next time i'll tell you about the last trumpet. And Donald Trump is even part of that trumpet. I've got three more minutes. Wow. Though you have not known me. I am the Lord and there is no other. Besides me there is no God. And I will gird you. I will arm you it means. Though you have not known me. That men may know from the rising to the setting of the sun. That's from the Middle East. The sunrise in the East. That there is no one beside me. I am the Lord. There is no other. What a powerful scripture. Look at verse 11. Still in this of the 45th president. Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his maker. Ask me about the things to come concerning my sons. Hey, only God knows about the things to come. And you shall commit to me the work of my hands. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Let me turn 
to you to verse 22, the last few parts of this chapter. Turn, what does God say? If you see this, turn to me and be saved. All the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. I've sworn by myself, the word has gone forth from my mouth in righteousness, and I and will not turn back, that to me every knee will bow, every tongue will swear. Wow, God says when this happened, you need to know every knee will bow to me. Verse 24, they will say of me, only in the Lord are righteousness and strength. Men will come to him and all who were angry at him shall be put to shame. In the Lord, all the offspring of Israel will be justified and will be glorified. Look at verse 13, please. And with this and the last verse of the previous chapter, I want to close. Verse 13. And I've, sir, and I've aroused him in righteousness, or I've stirred him, I brought him up in righteousness. Do you know? The attacks upon Donald Trump, they said he came into power unjustly. Hey, it came, it came into power as a shock to Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party. The world thought the Democratic Party, Hillary Clinton, had it all made up suddenly. And, here, and you know what? Since he became president, there's a relentless attack upon him. Wow, it's a relentless... They first said, no, the Russians brought him into power. And that went on under the Miller uh, Commission uh, investigation since the beginning of the presidency. When that was uh, shown to be false, you know what? The, the Democratic Party came up with an impeachment against him. That upon his, over his neck, he survived and went through that. And now the media even see an end. It's like there's no other topic. Bring this man down. But it's a wall sent by God. Hallelujah. I'm reading verse 13. Are you with me? I've arose him in righteousness and I will make all his ways smooth. He will build what? My city. What, what is the Lord's city? Uh, the Lord's city is Jerusalem. He will build my city and, and, I will, and will let my exiles go free. Everywhere there's anti-Semitism. Man, without any payment or reward, says the Lord of hosts, not after money. And look now, my last verse and then we close. Isaiah 44 verse 28. Isaiah 44, 44 verse 20. It is I who says of Cyrus. He is my shepherd, and he will perform all my desires, and he will declare, and he will, and he declares of Jerusalem, sea will be built, and of the temple, your foundation will be laid. Hallelujah. Is that not clear? Can I close and say with you, Verse 28, he will declare, he will, and he declares, he announced of Jerusalem. Other translations said, let it be built. And of the temple, let the foundation of the temple be laid. Isn't that clear? 
isn't that a trumpet in our ears? Next time, please tune in. I'll show you 9-11 in the Bible. And you will be extremely blessed. Let's pray for the President of the United States. There's an election coming and there's a relentless, relentless non-stop attack to get this war out of the way. But God will have the last say with the prayers of the saints to the glory of God. Let's pray. If you want to give your life to the Lord Jesus, please pray this prayer after me. And also, after that prayer, if you want to come closer and come to true repentance, please pray another prayer with me. Then after that, my son will play for you shortly a song, and then I will announce the benediction to the glory of God. Pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I give to you my life. I repent of my sins. I am a rebel. I am a sinner. I'm a lover of the world. I'm a lover of myself. I'm a lover of idols. There are things I love more than you. I repent, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you took my sin upon yourself on the cross. And the peace that I long for, peace with God, came at the punishment and the wrath of God for my sin that fell upon Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Wash me in your precious blood. You are from today onwards. Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, in Jesus' name. You want to give your life again to Jesus and come closer. Say, Lord Jesus, today I understand that I need to wake up. I need to come to true repentance. Forgive me for taking your grace for granted. I repent and turn from the world. And from dead Christianity. I will obey you. I submit to your Lordship. Help me Lord Jesus. To be full of spiritual oil. Baptize me in the Holy Spirit. As I wait for the bridegroom. That my lamb will be aflamed. To the glory of God. In Jesus blessed name. Amen. Wait for the benediction. Think about it these last few moments. It won't be long. Listen. Then we'll